thank you for the love and the care that you have for us. Thank you for who you are, Lord, because you are the God that changes not. And so because of this, we know that the love you have for us is everlasting. Thank you for who you are. You are who you are not because of not because of anything we are, but because you are just God and you are just good and you are just love itself. We've just come here to say we love you. We've come here to say we appreciate you. We've come here to say we adore you. All the glory be unto your name, Lord. All the praise be unto your name. All the adoration be unto your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's have us it. So we're going to do something very quickly. We're just going to mash up our chairs in one not-so-big circle. Let's go. Right, let's sit down, let's sit down. No, 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 that's, I mean, seriously, seriously. Just move the chairs inside, there's space. There's space here, there's space here. I don't want anybody, after, I don't want anybody behind Benita. So, there are two people there I cannot see. Um, yeah, two of you. you. can come and sit down here. Or sit here. There's space here. There's space here. Come and sit down here. Stanley, leave there. There's one. Stanley, come and sit down here. Please, let's have the second mic ready. Let's have a second mic on standby, please. Hi. Hello. Can you come can you come and sit down closer? I can't I can't see your face from here. Please please sit here. Praise God. Remove. 
Is, is anybody still outside? And, eh? People service. Is everybody coming inside? Paul, are you there? Where's the other mic? The, sec the second mic. All right, praise God. So we're here for part two of reveal. And then we'll, we'll be discussing it together. We'll be teaching ourselves. So I have just a quick question. Between last week and now, did anybody try to read the book of Revelations? Nobody. <laughs> okay, one person at the back. Back, back. Anybody else? So only one person tried. Did you read or you tried to read it? Which one? How many chapters? The whole thing? How many chapters? Eight. Eighteen. Okay, you tried. Anybody else? Is there any particular reason why we didn't or we, we, we did not or we don't want to read the book of Revelations? Does anybody want to share? What do you say? Okay, you want to say something? Okay. And if you're giving the mic now, just tell us what you're telling yourself now. Then when you're done, you talk better to share too. Um, I was asking myself, why didn't I read Revelations? Um, yeah. So I said, I was excited about what I learned on Sunday that I had not, like, I was still trying to meditate on the things I learned on Sunday, and maybe that was the reason, because I actually learned so much on Sunday that I was, I was not actually scared of the book of Revelations, but was, what I learned on Sunday was, it was much, mm. it was much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you read, I read the book before. Okay. Um, why I didn't read it again, because I've read it before, okay. was the new understanding from Sunday, most especially the dead, dead, dead. <laughs> did not, uh, but, but you read it before now, so the dead, dead, dead before now. I did not read it that like this. side. Yes, I did not picture it, and I did not <laughs> read that side. So. Okay. Does anybody else want to share why they did or did not read the book? Just give anybody in that side. Anybody else? So have you, have you read the book of Revelations before? Yes. Huh? Eh? I have. Okay. But not last week. Not? Last week. We are on last week. Yes. Okay. So did you, was anything new? Did, did you, did you, I mean, you read it before. So last week when I read it, did you, was there anything like new, Rema, new, is there anything like didn't catch before? Yeah, or? Pardon? Last week because I haven't got to the mic was in your mouth. <laughs> I didn't read the book of Revelation last week because I haven't gotten over last week's teaching. So what, what hadn't you gotten over ah, exactly? That first to the seventh or the sixth scroll, so. the dead, the angry angel, <laughs> and I don't know, I've not just gotten over it to start opening the book again. That's my reason. Okay, one more person. Give a guy. Any guy. 
Maybe the guy that is disturbing you on WhatsApp. She's really searching. <laughs> All right. Um, Kate, have you read it before now? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. So, was there any, did you learn anything new last week or everything was already what you knew? Uh, I would say uh, a new level of understanding. Uh, okay. But it scared me. Sorry? It scared me. It scared. So, when, yeah. when you read it initially, you weren't scared? I guess I didn't see it that way. Okay. A couple of things were revealed to me last okay. week, Sunday, so. Revealed at reveal. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, just pass the mic forward. Okay, just hold the mic, don't worry. You don't have to answer anything. Don't calm down. Relax. Okay. Um, so we'll continue today. Now, the book of Revelation is actually, there's actually a lot to study, right? And um, truth be told, two services won't be enough. So, after today, I would encourage us to, like, on our own, study it, you know, just read, read it. If you have questions, you can ask on the crew group or the transformation group, you know, I will answer. And maybe we can have, maybe sometime next year we'll pick, pick, pick up on it again. And just for, for those that still cannot read it or will not want to read it, just take, to take two more, two more Sundays like this to just deal with it. But I said last week, it's actually important we learn what, what is coming. So as, as I was preparing for the service, I write in my notes, one question came, kept coming to me. And I, the question is basically, why did God have to reveal what was going to come? What was going to happen to us? Like, why, why was the book of Revelations necessary in the first place? And I'm sure, obviously, it wasn't, it was, the plan wasn't to scare us, right? So there's actually a reason why, why, that, why the book of Revelations was even, why John had a vision, you know. There's always, God, God it wasn't just fluke. It wasn't just that one angel was just passing by and just, ah, John, let me just show you something, you know. John, like, so, and if you read the book of Revelation, there were some things that he saw that they told him not to write. Do you understand? So there's, it, there's, 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 there's just so much information, there's just so much. But the question is why? Why, 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 why did God choose to sh tell us what will come? Because ideally, if you believe in God, and you believe God is true, and you believe God cannot lie, and you believe God, God's word is true. So by, by, by um, inferring that, we're saying revelations is true, and it's going to happen, right? So we all believe revelations will happen here. Good. Okay. So let me just pause there. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. So today we would quickly run through um, the seven trumpets. Because after the, remember the, the um, seven seal ushered in, Seven trumpets, right? So we'll start reading from Revelation chapter 8. Now, if you recall, after the seventh seal was broken, what happened? Who remembers? Hmm? Good. So when the seventh seal was broken, there was silence for 30 minutes in heaven. So and the silence was, as, uh, let me just read directly. It said, 
there was silence in heaven for about half an hour in awe of God's impending judgment. I mean, they were just reasoning like, hmm. Everybody was saying, hmm, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like wow like so this is what's going to happen so and after that while everybody then said verse 2 says and I saw the seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them then I told you about the vexing angel now that just came and just threw <laughs> I hope I'm not sinning by calling a vexing angel but the angel the vex you understand? Um, so now, when the trumpet actually started, who's with the mic? Can you read verse 7 for us, please? Verse 7. And the first sounded and followed hail and fire mingled with blood. Sorry, can you start again, please? And the first sounded and, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth. And the third part of the earth was burnt up, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all the green grass was burnt up. Thank you. So, can we picture this in, not, not our Nollywood graphics, so, you know, when, when Hollywood do graphics, finish work, yeah. So, basically, the first trumpet ushered in hail and fire mixed with blood. Now, hail, hail falls in some parts of the world. It's just look as like a very big stone, right? So there was hail and fire mixed with blood, and a third of the earth was burned up. A third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up. Ultra Ford Stadium, all the grass there, burned up. So just. Picture all the trees and the grass that you saw on your way to church today. Right? Then picture a third of the trees on fire. I know when fire is coming from heaven, it's not the, it's not the one that will be pouring carols. No, sometimes when you light fire, it not be pouring carols, so I think we catch. I can ask Elijah and the professor about the fire, the fire, the correct fire, it burns. So, just imagine all the grass burning up. That is exactly what's going to happen with the first trumpet. And he said, um, he thought of the earth was burned up. So, farmlands, like, everywhere will just be messed up. I need to understand that by the time we get to this point of the tribulation, like, the earth is pretty messed up already. Um, Chiong, Who's handing? Do we have these pictures of the seven seven seals? Do you have them there? Yeah. Okay. So l- let's let's try and remember the seven seals. So we started with one, the, the Antichrist. Second, war. Third, third. Fourth, fifth, and sixth. Good. And seventh. Now, I need to understand, first of all, that even these seven seals, as we, as we have them, currently, because when this book was, when, this, when, the, um, when um, Revelation was written, some things were, were very difficult to comprehend then. Some, some of these things I was saying here. 
like war. Like say, a war that will affect the entire world. You know. But we know now yeah, that someone can have coin coin in Russia and press a button that can destroy America. And while the missile is coming, ah, America said this would not kill us, but we won't die alone. Now press his own button that will spread and reach China and be hit, hit, going to Russia. And China will say, ah, this would want to kill us. We we'll press their own button to fly. Basically, the world can destroy itself in a day as we speak. And we are not exempt, exempt of that from that in Africa. Because we think, oh, Africa, you know, all the movies, Africa is always being spared. Whenever there's one worldwide, this thing, they say, ah, there's Africa, I was floating, we're done to reach here. So I need to understand that, before we even continue, that where we are in history, you no, know, we've seen Jesus coming soon, since forever, and the Bible tells us that nobody knows, no man knows, in heaven or under the earth, when Jesus will return. We are not even saying that Jesus is coming anytime soon. He's soon, but we don't know. God doesn't exist within the confines of time. So he's soon, when, when God is ready, when that soon comes. We need to understand that we are, I mean, the, the earth is ready for that soon. It's more ready for that soon than it was five, ten years ago, 20 years ago, than it was when the book of Revelation was written. So, don't be in that school of thought that you have time. That I have time to play around. This is just coming soon. My, fa- my father said it when they were young. They were saying it. His grandfather, they were saying it. Throughout the Bible, they were saying Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. I have time. Beg. This is just bobo. Nothing will happen. It's happening. If, if you read the news, if you see what's going on, Jesus Christ says that towards the end there will be Wars of rumors of war. We are seeing that live. I mean, if let's when you're, when you're thinking of war, we're not we're, we, in Nigeria. We have war. Some children were kidnapped again recently. Yesterday, have we? Is there no war? We've been fighting so-called Muboko Aram. I don't, right now, I don't know what they are anymore. But we've been fighting this thing for years in country and. If you go, go around Africa, there's conflict here and there. Everywhere conflict. Everywhere conflict. Some countries have been fighting war back to back. Israel, no man. Like, wake up in Monafa. We're not fighting war today. Are we throwing missiles today? Throw missile today. Ah, Hebrew, what's going on now? Throw missiles now. Let's, you know, no man. Like, no man. There are some countries that, you know, the way we, all of us were, once you hit 18, you need to go and do service in the military. I think a year or so. I think Israel is a year. I think at some countries, I don't know. Now, the service is not like you're going to be permanently in miniature. Once you do your service, you go and continue your life. Israel. Israel does service, yeah. Go and check it out. How many years? Korean. Korea. No, this is Korea. This one, they also want to fight everybody, Sha. So, but that one is different. Now, understand that the reason why they undergo that mandatory training, that military training, is so that if anything, Shelley, they will just, yeah. Carry your gun. Yeah, let's be going. Because it's what you call they are living ready. Why will you be living ready when there's no war? Do you understand? 
So we are in those days. So when, when you talk to people, because all of us are born again here now. I like my teenager. No, all born again. When we talk to people who we know are not born again, and, if, and the feedback, the, I know, oh, there's, there's time. I'll get to it. You understand that there's actually no time. The world, the world has, how, how we are now, we are prepared. If, the, if, the, if God says it's time now, and, that, and if the Antichrist is released now, the world is ready for the Antichrist. The, you understand that there are, there, are, there are world structures that are already set in place for an Antichrist to rule. Because right now, the world is governed by a structure. We know that, right? Do we know that? The world, all the countries are currently governed by one body. And today, if that body says, ah, Nigeria, that wala is too much, let's go and fight war. Well. Do we agree? I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. That's it, though. There's no, um, this is fact. So, the systems of the world are ready for the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is the first, is, the, is what the first seal releases. So, guys, there's no time. There's no time to play around. There's no time to play fake Christianity. There's no time to play when I'm in the mood Christianity. There's no time, there's, there's no time to not, and it's not the time to be choosing when to serve and when not to serve, or, or, or choosing when to live for Christ and when not to live for Christ. It's not the time to be doing yo-yo, up and down, me, me, many more, when I'm in the mood. This is not the time. Like, even if there was a time you could, let's even assume that, okay, there was a time. This time we're living in, it's not it. During the, when this um, whole COVID thing was going up, you know, there was, there, you know, we're hearing plenty theories. Some people said, ah, 5G. Some people said the vaccine for this, as this COVID is intentional, that the vaccine will be, what will now be the mark of the beast. There, there's so many things that I heard, I read, so many, I mean, we all read things, have we? We read different things. Let us face facts. Let's even, let's even assume. Let us pick one of the theories. Let's say this 5 So there was a link. I don't know how they linked it. They said 5G is causing sickness, that the COVID thing is not really a disease. There was one theory like that, that 5G is what's causing the sickness and things spreading, some, some, something like that. Then, so let's even assume that there's a 5G that everybody has lied that there isn't. So there's a 5G that we're all catching, we're all calling sick. Real life scenario. And... Government now comes. Your government, though, is not from far. Our government will always last to do anything. So everybody would have done. But they now come and say, guys, this thing is real. People are dying. So therefore, everybody must take one injection. And the injection will have 666 written on it. I'm just saying. Now, when, 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 um, when the Bible talks about receiving the mark of the beast, it says that mark would, without that mark, people will be unable to trade you won't be able to buy anything, you know. Back then, when we were written, you said, ah, is it tattoo? Maybe it's a tattoo that they just stamp your hand. You no, know, then, those days, when you used to go for a party and you buy your, when you pay your pass money, St. Rhymes, you know now, they would just stamp your hand. Say, okay, pass, you can go out and come in. If you don't have the stamp, you know. So, but now, so that means if you're going to, you're going to have a stamp on your hand, that if you want to go to market and buy, 
But guess what? Technology has gone so wild that literally you can be imprinted with a chip that will recognize you. Like you just go, nobody's ever seen an American movie. It's not like, it's not, I just said, it's not, some, it's not someone like just imagining it though. So, like, as we are right now, you can actually be identified by a chip. Currently, you are identified by something called your mobile phone. Everything you are doing on your mobile phone right now, if somebody has your time, the person can download your life because our lives are in our mobile phone. Our internet banking is where? Mobile phone. Emails, mobile phone. Work email, mobile. Everything, call history, text. Some people will use mobile phone to journal. Everything about us is now in our mobile phone. If someone has access to your phone, obviously, and maybe you are logged in. If I'm logging into my email, my email has probably my address, my phone number. So if I have access to your phone, just imagine I have access to your phone and everything you have ever typed on your phone. I can log into your bank. I can log into your emails. I can come to your house. I know everything about you. Do you understand how ready we are for this and for this revelation? I'm sorry if I'm scaring you guys again. It wasn't intentional. I didn't plan to go back, but I just feel someone needs to hear this. We are ready. Because last week we read entirely from the Bible, and you know, just in case you are here and you are thinking, it's, you know, a lot of times when we read the Bible, we're like, eh, it's Bible, shall like, it's not, it's not real life. Like, it's not happening, not like today. I need to understand that this thing that was really written thousands of years ago, we are ready for it now. We are more ready than we've ever been. So there is absolutely no time. This is the, I mean, if this is the time to get right with God. This is the time to put away sin. This is the time to focus on your relationship with God. This is the time to not just focus on your relationship with God, but try to get people to have that relationship with God also. Try to draw men to God. That was a great commission. Go out, share the gospel, share the word. That is it. How are you doing that? How are you going out to reach out to people? Is your Christianity for your pocket? Is it for yourself? Is it for your own personal salvation? Because if it was personal salvation, after the apostles died, our disciples died, and all the 70 people, then everyone just moved now. We will not even be, we will not even be here. We would have just read that, oh, there was one Jesus that came, there were people that followed him, and they died with their beliefs, the end. But up to today, there are people on the field, there are people who, who have dedicated their lives to taking the gospel to all the parts of the world. Full time, full families. It's not like, oh, I'm meeting married people. I know during, during Camp David last year, I know you guys had, there was someone that came to talk to you guys. Last year, not this year, a missionary. And I've, I've encountered one or two missionaries like that. These things are real. People are out, while we're doing Lao Lao here, stopping ourselves about Maltu traffic. There are people that are going to places that cars cannot enter. There are people that are dying for the gospel. So my challenge to you is, what, what part are you playing? Yes, you may not be there. You may not, you may not be a missionary. What are you doing? What's, what's, what are you, if you call yourself a Christian, 
what are you doing? What is your contribution? Is your contribution your nice hair and your nice looks? And come to church and feel all right. Come, you may come, you haven't come in late. Bouncing anytime. Crew meeting, what's that? Rehearsal, too big. Prayer, Ugh, I don't have time, too busy. What is your own contribution? We're out of time. There's no time. And even if Jesus doesn't come this year or next year or in the next 50 years, guess what? There's still no time. There's still no time. Which is why it's important because, I mean, at this stage, most of us or a number of us should start thinking, okay, or oh, next level, I won't get married and all that. Even when you get married, like, you, you, you need to be, in fact, your, your dedication to God has to even affect your choice of a spouse. Do you understand? It's not like, oh, God, this is, it's not like you say, oh, God, this is the person I want to marry. You understand? It's, it's, it's a, you need to, you, you, you can't mistakenly marry somebody, especially for the ladies, because it's very, it's very common with ladies. You can't mistakenly marry somebody who, who, there's a one percent chance that the person will stop you from your service to God. You can't because once you marry, you are joined. So your husband is the head. So your husband can tell you, "Babe, we're not going to church," and you have to obey. Else, it turns something else. You you can't even risk it. So you can't settle. You can't manage. And guys, when you get to that point, you cannot now be the hindrance to the move of God's work. Praise God. There's no, there's no time. So the second trumpet, second angel sounded his trumpet and something like a great blazing, a great mountain blazing with fire was hurled into the sea. A third of the sea was turned to blood, and a third of the living creatures that were in the sea died. A third of the ships were destroyed. So a mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. A third of all the water bodies in the world dried up. That means that there will be water scarcity. There's, you know, we've had famine already. You can, see, you can see why there was silence in heaven. Because it's, it's like... Abba, it gets worse. A third of the living creatures in the sea died. What that means is that even this water that is not, the sea they are not remaining. Hmm? There will be dead fishes or animals inside that sea. You know, a third of the sea will dry up. So this, a third of living creatures that died, where would they be? It's not like they would just fly and just fall on land. They are still in there. The remaining sea, the remaining to third sea, they will be there. And if you know anything about dead things and water, they don't go together like that. So it means that the water will be polluted. And the third of these ships were destroyed. Well, for Lagos to, be fine, to help our government, it means that there will be less trailers in Mauto. So we'll be fine. <laughs> Praise God. The third trumpet.
That's verse 10. Yeah. The third angel sounded his trumpet, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, flashing across the sky, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of fresh waters. The name of the star is Wormwood, and a third of the waters became Wormwood, and many people died from the waters because they had become bitter, toxic. Thank you. So, a great star fell from heaven, burning like a touch, and fell on a third of the rivers and the springs of fresh water. And the third of the waters became warm wood, and many people died from the waters. We're seeing more death, have we? Death, have we? Someone say death. Don't be afraid. Say death. Okay. Verse 12. Pass the mic to the next person. The fourth trumpet. Then the fourth angel sounded his trumpet, and, it, and a third of the sun, and a third of the moon, and a third of the stars were, destruct, were struck, so, so that a third of them would be darkened, and a third of the daylight would not shine, and the night in the same way would not shine. So, let's picture this. Um, can we turn off a third of the lights in the dome right now? I don't know what to... That's not what we thought. That's like all the lights now. Turn it on again. Turn it on. Is it okay? There's one switch for all these things, have we? So it won't work. Okay, let's turn off all. Let's turn off these lights. Did it get noticeably darker? Look at the screen. Turn it back on. You see the difference? So let's say this is a third. So what that means is that when this trumpet sounds, the world will be darker by a third of the light that we are, of the light that we are having before. So in the daytime, it won't be as bright. In the nighttime, it also won't be as bright. Because in the nighttime, we have the moon, have we? So just imagine it's to third of the moon, to third of the moon's brightness that we'll be seeing. Like it wasn't even enough. Verse 13 now says, Then I looked, and I heard a solitary eagle flying in mid-heaven for all to see. This for all to see makes me understand that everybody in the earth would hear and see this eagle. Note. Saying with a loud voice, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, we've not had enough woe up till now. <laughs> Great wrath is coming to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpets which the three angels are about to sound, announcing even greater judgment. How? 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 Now, understand that all these trumpets, the first, second, and first, second, and fourth, first, second, first to fourth trumpets occupied one chapter. In fact, when they even started, um, when the trumpets started blowing, from verse 7 to verse 12, they were done with the four trumpets. Hmm? The remaining three trumpets. Trumpet 5 is chapter 9, beginning to end. Do you understand? 
like the other one, this was small, like that by that, that warning. <laughs> so we move to the fifth trumpet. So let me just quickly, I'll just quickly read the relevant verses. So, and the fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star, an, ange- an angelic being, that had fallen from heaven to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit was given to him. He opened the bottomless pit and smoke like a great, like the smoke of a great furnace flowed out of the pit, and the sun and the atmosphere were darkened by the smoke from the pit. So that means that we'll just be chilling. No, no, them, not we, them. <laughs> we cannot be here in Jesus' name. They will just be chilling, you know, with this, they are to third sun. Then they would, everywhere just go dark all of a sudden, like smoke. And it then says that out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth. Now, locusts typically eat veg- greens, veg- um, plants and all. But say this locusts, and power to hurt was given to them, like the power which the earth scorpions have. I want to believe none of us have been stung by scorpions. Go and Google it. You understand that it's one of the most painful experiences that you can have. Now, these locusts, they were told not to hurt the grass of the earth. Like, I don't say you go one chop vegetable. We are not on a diet. No fruit fast for this one. And it says, they were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but to hurt only the people who do not have the seal, mark of ownership, protection of God on their foreheads. Now, what this line, this part makes me understand is that at some point, during this trumpet sounding, God will seal his own. Those that are still on earth. You understand? God will actually, there will be a seal. It may be, I don't know. There's a book I read that it was like a, an invisible tattoo or something. There are different ways you can come, but God would supernaturally seal those that are his own. Okay? So it says that those, they will attack only those who don't have that seal of God. And they were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment and cause them extreme pain for five months. And their torment was like the torment from a scorpion when it stings a man. Can somebody Google scorpion sting so we can read it? So maybe it will help us understand. Then the most terrifying part of this thing, it says that, and in those days, people will seek death and will not find it. And they will long to die to escape the pain, but we will discover that death evades them. It means that in these five months, if you go on hunger strike for five months, say, so, you know, some people die by starvation, you will not die. If you jump from building, this is my own interpretation, because it says that people will not be, nobody will be dying. If you jump from top of skyscraper. You will wound though. You will break your arm, but you will not die. If you jump from Todd Milan Bridge, you will drink water plenty, 
But guess what? You, you'll be in pain. So, so there's no escape. Verse 7 now explains what the locusts look like. Let me not terrify you more. But bottom line is that they will have tails like scorpions. Um, they will have tails like scorpion and stingers. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Has anybody opened um, scorpion sting? Any, on Google or something? Okay. Let me see. Please read it, I beg. Sorry, it's not my, it's not my mouth you hear all the bad news from. <laughs> the pain you feel after a scorpion sting is instantaneous and extreme. Any swelling or wellness will usually appear within five minutes. More severe symptoms if <laughs> okay. it's possible for death. Hmm? It's possible for a person to die. The scorpion, scorpion stings kill now. But you, you pain you first. You won't just escape it. You won't just. You know, it's not like gunshot. Boom. Oh, you're there. When scorpion stings you, even if you take cure, eh? You know how malaria tablets used to work now. So just malaria will take you some time to go. Scorpion sting is terrible. So imagine going through that pain. And the the Bible did not tell us that this guy would just come and sting you once and go. It's not very, it's, it didn't make mention, but I don't, I don't think that if you tell me that, oh, I cannot eat, I cannot be, eat fruits and trees, that will just come, ah, take your one thing, boom, where you go, five months be going. Uh-uh. Because as I go, another one can come, ah, alpha, how market? Boom. Five months. Five months. Praise God. Six trumpets. I think we take a stretch break to, to calm down. Then the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a solitary voice from the four horns of the golden altar which stands before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for their appointed hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. So, upon all the deaths that we've seen in the first six seals and this one, then they now suspended deaths. So, deaths, take a break, I go and come back five months. Death now came back. After everything that happened, yeah, we're ready. Understand that when it says that the four angels who had been prepared for the appointed hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. So, there are some angels now. I don't know if this is angel from heaven or angel from I don't know what, what that their sole assignment is this to come and keep people. And they're just, they're just waiting. Yeah, one more person go. Anytime, anytime. Man, do your own training. Literally. And it says that the number of the troops of Calvary was twice 10,000 times 10,000. 200 million. There is no army of 200 million that exists currently in any country. So you're going to have two, an, an army 200 million strong. I understand that. It's not uh, 
physical army. So you say, ah, if they start from uh, China, before they reach here, I forgot, I will use plane. As they cross, I go cross, cross, so they will pass me. It's obviously a spiritual army. 200 million. Where do you want to hide? And it says that these guys will kill a third of mankind. Then it goes, out, it goes on to describe what they look like. And it also describes how a third of mankind will be killed. It said they will be killed by three plagues, by fire and smoke and brimstone that came out of the mouth of the horses. See, this, these guys will be on horses. The horse will just, minus the, the whatever, whether it's the angel or the demon that is riding the horse, so. the, that one can kill you. The horse that they are riding can kill you. So the horse will be able to drag on you, give you fire, just give you dakaris. Game of Thrones, people. Then it now says that in their tails, that for their tails are like serpents and have heads, and it is with them that they do harm. So if we say you just dodge the you just weave dodge the head, the head of the, the horse, the, the guy goes back and says, Look, where the head? Yeah, take it on. One third of what's left of mankind will be wiped out. And it says, they were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but hurt only the people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were not permitted to kill anyone. Oh, am I? Uh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I mistakenly went back to... Okay. Okay. That was, that was local. So it now says, but guess what? Even after all this, says, verse 20 says, now the rest of mankind who were not killed by the plagues, because his name is one third, have you? Did not repent. Even of the works of their hands, so as to cease worshipping and paying homage to the demons and the idols of gold and of silver and of bronze and of stone and of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their mothers, not, nor of their sorceries, drugs, intoxications, nor of their sexual immorality, nor of their theft. That means even with all this, some people will still refuse to repent. Now, the following chapter talks about a couple of things that will happen. Now, this is before the seven trumpets. A couple of things that will happen here on earth before the seven trumpets come. The seven trumpet announces, um, kind of talks about Christ's reign, 1,000 year reign here on earth. I said, I there's still a lot, of, a lot of revelations to study, but I'll stop here. I need to understand that there's nothing more important to God than reconciling 
us to him. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, we all know there's something called the book of life. Right? And in this book of life, it's called the book of life because it's people who, are, who have life. The names of people who have life that are written. Then when we, in secondary school, we write a list of noisemakers. The people on the list are what? Noisemakers. But, but that inference, the book of life has the list of people who have life. Hallelujah. And understand that, um, help, um, P-Hub, help me with John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. Jesus is just talking. He said, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life, have and enjoy life, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. You can't give life to something that already has life. Do we all agree? Do we all agree? Like, I can't just come to you and say, ah, you're dying. Take, take uh, what's that thing they used to pump? What do you call it? Tipiran. The boom. Eh? Okay. The doctor will not say Tipiran. So, I, I can't... I can't come and give you a CPR procedure if you are alive. I cannot see you walking and say, ah, come on, check, come on, check our vitals. Like, what's going on? So, the, in Genesis, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and before they ate the fruit, God said, he may eat of, of everything in the garden, but this tree, do not eat. I know it's fine, it looks nice, you may be tempted, but don't eat it. Because when you eat it, you will surely die. And what did they do? So because God cannot lie. And God wasn't joking. It wasn't like, ah, I was just joking. No, you didn't. You actually die. But you understand? So as soon as they ate it, they actually died. Because if we're made in the image and likeness of God, it means that in God's original plan for man, we were made to, made to exist in perpetuity. So, and the way, this is where I choose to interpret it. I mean, I mean everybody can have your, own, have your own version. But I feel the reason why, one of the reasons why from Adam, say Adam lived 800 or whatever years, he suddenly lived 900 and all of a sudden he started coming down, coming down, and God now capped at 120 because Awala was too much. You know, I feel we're becoming less spirit and more man, more flesh, over time. That's how I, that's my own interpretation. Do you understand? Because Adam wasn't built to die. Do you understand? We're not built to, to have sickness. We're not built to, because, because God is not built, you understand, you understand why, why the devil hates you so much? Because it, the devil, in his, when he was in angelic state, in, and we read about how the, um, he was described, we, you know, was beautiful, was perfect, he was in you know, all, this, all this swag. He wasn't even up to you. 
Because angels are not made in the image of God. You are. That's devil's beef with you, among other things. But that's one major beef. So, Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and they died. And God said, this is not the plan, no. So, how can I get these guys, how can I do a CPR on these guys? And that's where Jesus came in. And Jesus died for you and I. And Jesus died so that we can have life. So Jesus was our CPR, is our CPR, will be our CPR, if you're not born again. He's our one-time CPR. Okay? We all know the popular scripture, John 3.16 now. Can we say it together? John 3.16, one, two, go. Stop. Whosoever... Continue. That whosoever believes in him shall not or should not perish, but have everlasting life. The key to getting that life is whosoever believe is believing in Jesus, which is why we give our lives to Christ, in, in essence. That is you professing your belief. Your, your believing in Jesus is your one-time passport ticket to heaven. Your believing in Jesus is your, and they call it being born again. Being born again is like coming back to life. It's your spirit coming back to life. Because before then, you were dead. Praise God. So, God is in the business of drawing men to him. God wants you to come to him as much as possible. I want to believe that even, I, I, can't, you know, I can't even imagine that God actually wants anybody to be left for all this nonsense in Revelation. But he just knows that it will stop on. It's a fact now, we know now. Our life is too much. And the Bible even tells us that even after all these things, some people will still not repent. Like, some people will still say, eh, let us die. We, I don't care. I don't believe. Say, lie. It can't be God. It must be something else. Some people will still not believe. But God wants you. And he has given us life so that we may live for him. We may live for him. When you take up that life that Jesus has given you, and you're living for him, then... You, you cannot be, cannot rather, or you, let me say you should not, because you can, because you can, you are, you, are still, you can still make your choices. Understand that when you come born again, I mean, then was born again in the last five years. You know you became born again in the last five years. Put your hand up. Peace. Hand up. No, no, this thing. Okay. Let me ask you, did you, when you, when you came back, did you still remember the experience? Did you feel any different? No. Why? Because it's still my body. Did you wonder why you didn't feel any different? No, I didn't wonder. You wondered? When did you go to Christ? 2012. 
So you want that. What did they expect to feel when you realized Christ? I don't know. I felt like she should be one, awakening, and one singing. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, let me, let me just tie it all up now. Jesus has said, come to me. The only way to come to the Father is come through me. Hmm? Then he now says, I'm going to, I've, 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 I died, to just cry down and cross, so I've come to give you life, so I've given you life. Hmm? So take, take the life for. Hmm? However, this life I'm giving you, this is what I've saved you from. CC Revelation. CC Hellfire. So, and I'm giving life. Ah, this is what I've saved you from. Huh? This is what I've saved you from. This is what I've saved you from. Take. Well, but but uh, the life I've given you is to save you from this. And for that in the book of Revelation, it talks about, you know, I, I mentioned the hell, how, how the pit of hell will be um, overturned into the um, lake of fire, the, what do you call it? Chaplain Tineti, more and more scary things. However, this is literally what God has saved you from. So, you know how when someone does something for you, maybe you needed, maybe you, were, you needed money at some point, or you were hungry. Hunger is small because you just eat before you sleep and wake up, forgotten it. Let's say you were stranded somewhere. You were genuinely stranded, you know, and somebody came to your help. Someone helped you. As in helped you, you didn't collect anything for free. You know, there's a sense of gratitude, a sense of, the gratitude you had, a sense of, ah. and the guy like, oh, don't worry, no, don't, don't worry about it, you understand, it's okay. There's a way you be loyal to that person somehow, like, or let, okay, let me say, okay, let me give an example. You, didn't, you had zero naira, things were going, oh, why? I can know that at this point, anything can happen. As long as come, I say, ah, it's okay, no, just, just, just take this one M, manage, and like, eh, I should manage one M. <laughs> you understand, like, your mind, like, ah, can you, and you know, just don't worry, it's okay. And, and you're like, ah, no, what's next? Ah, thank you, sir. I'm grateful, man. You know, I said, oh, no problem. It's okay. You understand? As it's fine, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It's okay. What would naturally happen is that because you are grateful for what I've done, you would be positively inclined towards me. In fact, I may even be doing something wrong. And you say, ah, this guy, you say, eh, eh. He did keep quiet, my friend. It cannot, it cannot be wrong. It's a lie. It cannot be wrong. He killed somebody. The person held his hand and stabbed him. He's not the one that stabbed you. You would become loyal. Now, what Jesus has done is that he has given us life, saved us from all these horrors. It's, it, the natural expectation is that we choose. You, you then choose to live for him. That's what the Bible says, you live for him, right? You then choose to live for Jesus. You then choose to, it's not necessary, it's not about, it's not, it's not you paying, you're not paying back. It's not you paying back, because there's nothing you can do. There's no amount of good you can do in this world that, can, that would have brought you passage into heaven. Do you understand? Okay, let, in case you don't understand, let me tell you now, there's no amount of right living that you will live right, that will get you, that you make you right with God. There's no amount. Your passage into heaven was bought by Jesus' blood. End of discussion. So you having that gift of life is now. Is, so how do you now express that gratitude? How do you express that thank you, that loyalty in this example? 
is by living for him. So ideally, as a born-again Christian, sin, would, sin should not be first nature for you. That change is not, as I said, you don't feel any physical change. You don't feel any physical change. But it's, it's, it's you, so you need to understand what you've been saved from so that you can have gratitude enough to live for that person. That is, this is what Jesus Christ has saved us from. And you living for him is what is expected. Because if somebody walks around and gives you a one million naira, you will be grateful. But one million naira will not save you from, I mean, assuming you don't know Christ and you're left behind and everything we've read so far. One billion dollars will not save you. This is of the one that's happening on earth though. Then by the time, the, not you, the person now dies, then you're now in eternity, burning, falling and drowning. So there's nothing that you have, there's nothing you can do that can ever even, so you can't even, you know, and, and sometimes, okay, so this is the same example. Let's imagine someone gives you 10K. It's not bad though, but after like one week, come off it, I beg, it's okay. Now, is it because of the 10K? Be, you think I call me every day? <laughs> Do you understand? If I give you one billion now, anytime I call you, eh, you answer. You have special ringtone for me. Pick up the phone. Mm, you have special, when, when your dream, eh, when the phone is ringing, the demons, you know sometimes in dream we see demons that are cooking food for us. The demons say, please, don't eat yet. Wake up. That guy is calling you. The demon respects you and the guy. Do you understand? Compare that someone, I'll give you 10K. Say, thank you. I thought one day, two days, what's 10,000 now? You know, buy credit, 1K. Go and eat a mega chicken, 2-5. Use transport to go there and come back, 500. What's the money? 6,000. The next day, your brother will say he's broke. He give me two k. What's the money? Four, uh, eh? Four thousand. <laughs> you ready four thousand before the end of the week? You know you 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 baby go and buy one lipstick or money have finished. So you guys call you at midnight. Say, ah, is it because of you want give me ten thousand? You can come anytime. What kind of nonsense? What's what's the answer? What's the Guys, guys has come. <laughs> But the gift God has given you is, I mean, you can't quantify the value. So I'm challenging you to live for Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm making you understand, and the entire study of Reveal, I said, is to make us understand what God has saved us from. Make us understand that you can never repay God. You can never repay Jesus. And to encourage you, challenge you, push you, charge you, remind you that you, you, you can't live a life that doesn't show gratitude for something that has given you the life that you're living. So whatever it is that you can do today, do it. Your life has to be, you need to be a walking, talking, evangelical tool. And because we know what God is saving us from, because 
the things that we've read, which isn't everything, but the things that we've read so far, I don't think there's anybody you hate that much. No matter how the heartbreak was or the, how much money they stole from you, I don't think anybody you hate that much that you say, ah, God, let this thing come on, everything from seal one to seal seven, or trumpet, all the trumpet, let it come to him because he broke my. It's, you must be a witch. Or a wizard. Literally, you must, you must be the definition of evil to wish this on anybody. But guess what the devil wants? This what, the devil already knows that he's fighting a losing battle. And the devil wants to carry as many people with him as possible. If the devil has his way, he'll come and carry you too. So that is, your, that is the challenge for you. Live above sin. Not just live above sin for yourself. But then, live a life that is in continuous gratitude to God. And how do you show gratitude to God? Feed my lamb. Take care of my sheep. Let the things that matter to God matter to you. Let the things that touch God's heart, let it touch yours. Your relationship to God shouldn't be about what is in God's hand. God has already given you. You know, when I say, oh God, sometimes, you know, you are praying like, oh God, you hear, oh God doesn't love me. God gave this person. God has already given the greatest gift that, you know, like, everything else is Jara. Everything else. So, individually, we need to find what we can do in God's house. If you are the radical one that you know you can talk to anybody, you can walk on the street and talk to, have fun. If through the use of your gifts and talent, you know that you can sing and have fun. But you need to now, you need to now understand the reason why you are singing. You need to understand the reason why you are acting. It's not just because of the talent. It's what I'm using that talent for. Some of us are, can draw. Some of us are good with art. Some of, some of us are good. I mean, we are good with music. We can create music. Well, good with so many things. We all have talents. What are you using that talent for? You will find the best fulfillment when you're using the talent to glorify God. And don't ever fall into the trap of thinking that using what you have, you need to receive something in return. Because that's why we have a lot of people starting off singing in church. Then we're like, ah, this church, no, they pay. Then next thing, they are singing, why not, why not, why And they are calling their endorsement everywhere. Because it's the, it's the world now, so the world will endorse their own. But you need to understand that what you are doing, like, you've already gotten the, re- just, we've already gotten the reward for what we are doing. So this, it's like, Father, I, see, if it's my voice, if it's my acting, if it's my dance, if it's my drawing, my art, if it's my, I can talk, if it's that I'm just looking fine and people want to come and talk to me. For my beauty, so I'm, of course I'm a fine, I'm a fine but I'm a fine girl. So if I'm standing normally, people don't naturally will gravitate towards me. Ah, ah, fine guy, how far? Do you know Jesus? Because guess what? There are some people that walk up to you that you will not listen to. No matter what they tell you. But I wonder when they are coming, say, oh God, let him, I hope he's coming to me. Oh, hey God, let's go, let's go. You'll be shaking, hi, where you go? Hi, in your mind, like, ah! In your mind though, but you're not standing there. Now come back. Hi, what's up? Hi, then. Like, how fine? Oh, my, oh, my name is. You know, Sam? If, I, I think there's so, there's no, I'm, I'm using as something as basic as being a fine boy or being a fine girl. Everything about you and anything about you 
you can use it for Jesus. Because he gave all of himself for you. So I want us to bow our heads now. And I want us to genuinely and from the bottom of our hearts thank God. You know, you can thank God for, we thank God for salvation, we thank God for provision, we thank God, let's thank God for saving us. Even before we knew we needed saving, and some of us have lived 20, 25 years, we're here, we're not even sure. We just know that, okay, we know there's a God, we give life to Christ, we believe in Jesus. We're not even sure exactly what we're saved from. You have an idea now, and this is just a part of it. It's not even the whole story. So even if for this one that you've heard, thank him with your own voice. Nobody's going to, we're not going to do any joint prayer. With your own voice, say, Father, I thank you for saving me. I thank you because you rescued me. They're playing that and be praying. Thank you for rescuing me, saving me before I knew I even needed saving. You have saved, I mean, you saved me, you love me so much that you saved me ahead of time. for the love you have for me. Thank you for saving me from destruction. Thank you for saving me from eternal separation from you and from your love. Thank you for rescuing me from the consequences of sin. Thank you for rescuing me from death, for giving me life, for making me alive again. Thank you for loving me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful, Lord. I want us to commit our, to live our lives for Jesus today. I want us to make a, a fresh commitment. Some of us may have done this in the past. I don't know. We're going to make a fresh commitment after God. I choose to live for you. I can never repay you. It's not an option. It's not possible. But today, I choose to live for you. I choose to live my life for you. Everything within me, everything I am, everything I will be, let it be all for you. Let my life be a living testimony. Let my life be a living story that will draw men to you. I choose to serve you. I choose to live a life that will please you. Live a, to live a life that would that would that would share that would share your your the knowledge of you to others. I choose to use my talents. I choose to use my gifts. I choose to use everything you deposited in me for your glory. Because I, 
I will never be, I will never be able to tell you thank you enough. There's some of us that I want to rededicate our lives to Christ. I'm not going to ask you to stand up, but where you are, I need to just say this prayer. Father Lord, I rededicate my life to you today. I rededicate my life to, from my own pleasure, to serving you. I rededicate my life to doing your will. I rededicate my life to doing what you want, to doing what matters to you. I put away selfish desires. I put, I put away things that matter to me so I can focus on what matters to you. And I would be on this path all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Father of the church, we come to say thank you. We've come to say we are totally grateful for the gift of life. For you've loved us with a love that goes beyond understanding. You've loved us beyond comprehension. You've loved us in a way that we can never ever understand. And you've saved us from certain death. Father, we've come to say thank you. Transform Nation has come to say thank you. Because we will not be if not for you. And we've come to say that we will, every day of our lives, commit to doing your will. We commit to doing what matters to you the most. We commit to doing what touches your heart. We commit to seeking you, cultivating relationship with you, growing the knowledge of you. We commit to sharing your word, sharing the good news of Jesus in any way we find possible with everything that we are, with everything that we will be, with our talents, with our gifts, with everything that you have blessed us with. We commit to doing your will. And we commit to living a life that will please you. Even though we know that our deeds would never have bought us the, the, the salvation that we have. But we commit to doing good. And we commit to turning our back on sin all the days of our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed today?